Jaden Foster homework, Maury Foster student I did, but it's been a week, so I don't know how you want me to remember Yeah, we sang that Revolution that. song, and I was like, oh yeah, that one movie is my favorite, but I don't remember what it's called. It's called Across oh, yeah, the Universe. That. Okay, that's ringing a bell now. That's ringing a bell. Ding-a-ling-ling-ling-a-ling. Oh, Lord. Guys, I just tried to get into her car, and there was a cucumber sitting on her seat in a very violating manner. <laughs> I mean, I know your husband's gone, but... Oh my God, did you ever that watch... That was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch that show, A Thousand Ways to Die? It was I've like, seen it, yeah. Some lady... It's not a good show for people like me. No, no, it is not a good show <laughs> for people like you. Um, some lady decided she was going to stick a, a cucumber, a cucumber up her hoo-ha, and she was allergic to cucumbers, apparently. Oh no, it killed her? No, Can cucumbers set you into anaphylactic shock? Can anything you're allergic to set you into that? Or is it just okay. peanuts? I, I don't know what anaphylactic... I thought you said penis. And I was like, well, I, that's unfortunate if you're allergic to one of those. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. That Here's the deal. She wasn't allergic to a cucumber. She was allergic to a latex condom that she put on the cucumber. Oh, okay. That's what she was allergic to. Now it's all coming back. So clearly ha she'd never use... Why would you put a condom on a cucumber? Well, I mean, you want this touching your inside, your innards? You use the other side, for one. Well, maybe she thought you had to use this side. For two, it's already ribbed. <laughs> Guys, if you want a little anatomy lesson, we have and a cucumber right here. For three... Okay, Lynn, you're really it does not growing. get you pregnant. You don't need a condom. I well, I maybe they just didn't feel like this would be very On Grey's Anatomy, there was a woman who I don't remember what happened to her, but she came in and they found a condom in her lungs. And <laughs> yes, listen, and so her her almost husband, it was her bachelor party. Bachelorette, she's a woman party and she got sick and she had a cough and she went in and it's, I'm shaking this cucumber yeah you. it's about very to awkward give me a Anyways, facial with she that went thing. into the hospital they found the cucumber I mean the condom condom in her lungs and her boyfriend got so fucking mad because apparently she was like a virgin and so he left her and then she had to like tell Meredith like I'd never put a condom on before, and they were teaching us how to do it, but for her party, they made them do it with her mouth. Right. And she fucking inhaled it. And so they had to call him. I'm sorry, but do you know how hard you have to inhale to suck up a whole fucking condom off of a... I Depends mean, I feel like... the cucumber was. <laughs> I if feel... it was loosey-goosey. Right. I feel like Grey's Anatomy needed to do a little bit more research on that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying... I don't kill the messenger. I just right. watched the episode. <laughs> I'm not... What's the girl's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. The one who made... <laughs> I can't speak tonight. Scarlet... No. Scarlett Johansson. No, that's what I was going to say. 
Rhonda, Shonda Rhimes, Rhonda Rhimes, Rhonda Shimes. Rhonda Rousey. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, I think. She's the writer. Oh, yes. Guys, I straight up just lied to Stephanie while we were eating. Yeah, I was like, how's Matthew doing? And she's all good. And Peyton's all, <laughs> uh, he can't sleep. He His ate some bad Chinese food. His belly's hurting. <laughs> And I was like, Ugh. and then Tashina's like, kidding. yeah, he's, he's not having a good time. A good time. <laughs> he's straight up not having a good time. I feel like you were trying to will into existence. I was a better, happier Matthew. Right. For him. Well, because he keeps saying how tired he is, and I'm like, why are you so tired? Like, because he hasn't slept in three weeks. Well, that's what I just asked him, and this is the first time I've asked him, even though he's continued to say he's so tired. And I'm like, why are you so he tired? Such though? a caring wife. Three weeks, and you finally asked him. But why, like, are you just tired from the training? Like, what's happening? Like, are you sleeping at night? And he was like, I slept probably an hour last night. And then we were on speakerphone, and then Peyton was like, he just misses your body next to him. I'm like, did you hear that? She says, you just miss my body. What'd he say? He's like, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Sorry, man. You're the one who freaking puts in for all these trips across Atlantic oceans and shit. He probably isn't going to do it for a very long time. No. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. No, he said the next time he's it's got a, like a hundred mile perimeter where he's going to go. Was he moving to Australia? A hundred mile perimeter? I don't know. <laughs> they're in that Australia is not a hundred miles from a, home. I know, but they're not allowed to go more than a hundred kilometers I oh think, i see that was new funny yes the new world order can we talk about that you want to discuss that a little bit the new world order i i don't have a lot of good things to say about um this. i saw a thing listen at this point people know what we're going to be talking about so i really don't even give a shit at this point um i saw a tiktok today obviously it's a hundred percent true because it's a tiktok it's just like anything on facebook oh, right 100 yeah. uh -huh. um that if you don't get vaccinated by 2022 they're gonna put you in concentration camps are they gonna give us cool tattoos too you're an idiot i mean are you fucking kidding me bro they're wow gonna, they're gonna have a whole lot of I wish people would just stand up, honestly, because we fucking outnumber these people by a lot. And let's and our age. We have age on our side, too. All of those assholes are, like, 95 years old. Yeah. Freaking take their insure from them. Can I just tell you, though? <laughs> I... <laughs> that was I... so funny! Yeah. <laughs> You're dumb. For years, though, I've been telling John that they're going to force vaccines and stuff on us. And he, nobody has ever believed me. My mom's like, ah, nah, nah, John, no, you're, I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. But all the things that all I've conspiracized, if that's a word, are happening. You know? But I never thought about concentration camps. So I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't, I don't know. I mean, with them trying to take your guns from you and them trying to- But are they? Because. I mean, they've been talking about it, but we all still have our guns. I don't have any guns. Okay. <laughs> At all. Don't have a single one of them. I don't. I really don't. And I'm being honest. One of us. Excuse me. Being honest. I'm being honest. I don't do guns. <laughs> I don't like guns. Well, you're gonna like guns here pretty soon when we're all in war. 
No, I'm gonna like the people who have guns and I can hide behind them, but I, I still will not use one. That's stupid. Thank you. You're dumb. <laughs> I don't like them. Well, you will when it protects you. Whatevs. I'm really not jazzed about wearing masks again either. I'm not doing it. I might have got COVID while standing in line at the night in the country though. Not once. Not fucking once. While I was at night in the country with 12,000 people did I think COVID. Not once. Me either. And then some people that I were bartending with were like, you know, I think I'm going to go home and I'm going to quarantine for 10 days. If you are worried about it, why did you... Like, I love the lady to death. She's great. But if you're worried about it, why did you come? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm going to hold Maybe that. she just wanted to go for 10 days and hang out at her house. Maybe that's what it is. And she's just call it quarantining. Maybe she was just done with people by the end of it. Which I understand too. I'm going to hold out as long as possible with all this shit. So many people don't wear them anymore. I think they're going to have a hard fucking time getting people to comply this time around. Especially since they just let us all free. Yeah. And now they... Okay, so, okay, you need a vaccine because it'll keep you safe. And then people get vaccinated and they're like, oh, the vaccine's not actually helping you not get COVID. So now everybody's got to wear masks again. Yeah, so what's the fucking point of the vaccine? And I, I never understood that to begin with. Like, when people paint houses, you're supposed to wear, like, one of those gasks, gask, do I have COVID? Gas masks, like, with the filters and shit. But for the deadliest virus, supposedly, in our history, a paper mask is going to be okay. A paper mask that I can literally breathe through? That I could, if I lick it long enough, it'll put a hole in. That you can (laughs) still smell farts? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if a fart can penetrate it. So can COVID. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. And there are so many people who have got their vaccine and still wound up with COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a lesser ver- like version. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you know if it's lesser or right. not? Right, right. I mean, you, you didn't get it before. That's like the flu shot. You're saying, well, I got the flu shot and I got super sick, but, but it, it was- wasn't as sick as I would have got. Right. How do you know that? Right. Cat. Is that the cat that bit you? No. But it looks like probably that would be the mom of the cat that bit me. I'm finally off antibiotics, guys. How's your fever? It's fine. It's back to normal. It just twitches every now and then. That's normal? Fuck you. <laughs> it's still got the little yeah, scabby scab. Uh, how was Night in the Country for you? Good. It's always fun. Yeah. I, I'm everybody's favorite because I'm the bartender and I'm feeding them alcohol. Did you see me like waiting for that big group of guys to finish with you so that I could get a drink? And whoever was working with you was like, we don't like to see people just standing. Tell me what you want to drink. And I was like, no, I'm waiting for her. He didn't look like he was very happy about that. He's like, suit yourself. Like turned around and walked away. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. Those are the book guys. Oh, yes. And I still haven't gotten that picture. Yeah, they were fun. Yes. They come every year. Yeah, he told me that stupid... Do you remember the books he was talking about? Yes. Because... What was it? I ordered the one. Which one? It was like a... What was it called? Health um, Intelligence or Mental Intelligence 2.0? Emotional Intelligence Emotional Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And he said it to me like three times. And then one of the guys, while you were talking to the other one, he was quizzing me. He's like, what was that first book he said? And I was like, 
mental, mental, he's all intelligence. I'm going to see that's where it got me. Right. The intelligence word. Just right over and my head. And then the other one was the four love languages or something for, I ordered that one. Whatever it was. Is that what the, it is? Something, something, four something. I ordered it. I can look And then again. all of a sudden we were in a picture with them. I know, and then we're never going to get that picture until next year when I see him, and I'm going to be like, you need to send me that picture. Yeah, and my sister got roped into that too, and she was trying to not get in it, and he made her get in. And he was a dent. that guy's a dentist. Oh, really? In Reno, I guess. So then I was trying to figure out if I could find him on the dental registry. Oh, Jesus, to be like, stalker ass. I have nothing better to do with my life. My husband's gone, so... They were nice guys. I was going to ask the old guy, hey, can you give me that picture? I was wondering what Joey was thinking watching through the fence as we're all talking to like a group of five guys and all of a sudden we're all taking a picture with them. I know. They're really nice guys though. Did you like the concert? Did you get to like even pay attention to Um, it? A couple of them. I really liked Cody Johnson and I really liked Chris Jansen and I really liked Lainey Wilson. She reminded me of Dolly Parton. She was cute. She had a big booty. Did you notice? Was that the first night or the second night, girl? It's the one you're talking about. Okay. She had, like, the fanned pants yes, on. Yes, she's she cute. Had a, yes. She's cute, but she had, like, the perfect bubble butt. Oh, That's I didn't That's all I really stared look. at the whole time was her butt. Oh. I didn't really stare at her. I saw her cute-ass clothes, and then I went back yes, to her she, attending, but she sounded like Dolly Parton to me. I liked her a she lot. She was good, but I liked the, the other girl did a really good job, too. I was... I didn't remember her. Can we just talk shit for a second, even though I'm above it? <laughs> Since when? I'm saying that. I'm willing it oh, into okay. fruition. Yeah. Okay. So, Joey's ex-wife was there. Oh! Yes, we're okay. going to go there. Okay. And I have never been around her except for a few court cases, like literally ever. And all of a sudden I look up and there she was and Joey wasn't there yet. And Stephanie went into panic mode. Why didn't you just slap her across her face? I didn't know what to do. My whole body started shaking. I'm not kidding. I could barely even hold my phone. And my sister was like, calm down. I'm like, I don't think you, you understand like the level of terrorizing that she has done to my life for the last oh six my years. God. Like the Why last, didn't you come get me? The last two years or so, she's been pretty quiet and it's been nice. But before that, I've never in my life had anybody so mean to me. Ever. Anyway, so then this Priscilla girl was doing this like song called Thick Thighs. And she was, ta I don't know if you rem you don't remember it, do you? Mm -mm. It was a funny song. And she's like, if you don't remember it, just Google Thick Thighs and Country and I guarantee you I'm the only one on there. But she was really funny. Anyway, she's talking about how, like, I thought you said extra fries, not exercise. It was a funny song. But she literally was saying, like, do we all have that one girl in our lives. I did hear this yeah. because I ended up having to bartend with a girl that I Frickin' yes. absolutely hate. So yes, I did hear that. And she was talking about like how terrible girls are and stuff. And I looked over and this bimbo, let's call her that, <laughs> was like cheering like everybody on this planet has been so mean to her. And I wanted to walk over and be like, she's talking about you. <laughs> like she's a hundred percent describing you. You are right. the worst, meanest person that I've ever came in contact with. Like the things she said about me? Are you kidding? You can't cheer for this song because you are the girl she's talking to. You about. are not the victim. She wrote this about you. I was real mad. Like that she, how dare she <laughs> cheer like there's somebody else out there meaner than her. And then at the end of her song, it was like, 
I don't remember exactly the words, but basically, Go ahead like, and sing it for us. thanks for coming here tonight to watch me, basically. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And that broad was over there, like, it was the best thing she ever heard, like, laughing. Oh, it made me so mad. I wanted to be like, you called me this and this and this and this and this. And it was all about, wait, you, this is about you. <laughs> you guys, Stephanie's got the biggest eyes right now and just throwing her hands really at into me. It. Like, you're. I wonder if people who are that fucking mean know that they are that mean. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. yeah. You're one of them. <laughs> you are not even close to as mean as her. I've never had somebody terrorize me as bad as she did. I don't terrorize people. She terrorized me. She terrorized my children. I'm probably not supposed to be talking about this on a podcast and Joey will probably yell at me. But let's just say I've, like, I don't think I've ever, even Lifetime movies, even like the slasher Lifetime movies? Yes. Nobody has ever been as mean as this girl was. I'm telling you, she's the meanest. Well. Anyway, so yeah, that was very fun that we got to spend our VIP adventure with Why didn't you her. just stay away from her? Have you been to that VIP section? Not in a long time. It's just one corner of the stage. And everywhere we yeah, went, I guess it she used was to right be like All that whole stage, but now they split it in two. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't talk to her. She didn't talk to us. She didn't cause any problems. She was great. Like, there was no problems. It was just the fact that right, she, was she was there. there and I didn't know how it was going to go. Right. Like, it just stressed me out. Right. Anyhow, that was our... And I liked it. I liked the concert a lot. And I had... Tashina, it's the first time ever that Stephanie has just let loose. And I, I danced my little heart out. Did you dance? Yes, I fucking... I've never danced in public. I've never even danced in non-public. And I dance like crazy. Wow. Yeah. I saw you drinking a little bit. Yeah, I think that's why I was dancing. Oh. Um, that picture of you in that bathing suit. I fucking died. <laughs> wow, Steph. Yeah. That was the same night that you texted me and was like, full moon saloon, question mark? And I was like, no. the fuck, I'm going I was home. hoping you were going to text me quickly because I had 1% battery when I sent that to you. So I'm like, she, I hope well, she I, I, I text you quickly. Yeah, that's and then like, you oh, never text came me. through and then my phone died. So and, oh, good. yeah, I was going to say, and then you never text me back after I said, do you want to ride? And then I got home and then you text me and I'm like, if this motherfucker wants a ride now. We stayed at the full moon saloon for like 10 minutes. It's lame. It's really stupid to go to a country concert. Clearly, you're there to listen to country. Right. Go to the after party and listen to a bunch of fucking rap. That's what oh, it is was. that what they have? Yeah, rap. So normally they have like a like the first bands will go back. It was just a DJ. Oh. And it was all rap. Oh. It was fucking terrible. Oh. That's no good. Yeah, like twerking and stuff. Like. Oh, did I'll you twerk do, a little bit? I'll do the do si do. I'll do the two step. I'll do whatever that nonsense country stuff is. Right. Not properly. But I ain't gonna twerk. Yeah. Not enough alcohol in this world can make me twerk. So we had to get out there. Yeah. So then we went and bought a lobster roll, which was so fucking good. But it was $23. Okay. You said it was a lobster tail. And I said, there's lobster tails at North Night in the Country? And you were like, yeah, and it was delicious. A lobster roll is different than a lobster tail. I don't think it said tail. But I was drinking, so it's probable, it's I, it's, probable that I it said tail. It is probable that you said but tail. But it was a roll, and it was like on garlic bread, and it was like this big for $23. Yum. And me and Joey are like, oh, we'll share it, because the picture made it look like the size of Texas. No. And we each got like two bites. And then Alex. Okay, technically we're both wrong. It says lobster toll.
Well, I was closer. <laughs> Roll and pull. And then mm. Alex got a bloomin' onion, and my sister got a funnel cake with strawberries and whipped mm. cream. And then we all went home, and we all ate each other's food. And by we all, I mean I ate their food. <laughs> There's nothing better than carny food until you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and then Sick realize you need to throw up. Or you that's what look happened at to your me. fucking bank account and see how much money you just spent because they charge. It's seven dollars for a corn dog. That's insane. That lobster roll that we got two bites of, twenty-three dollars. <laughs> That's crazy, no? Yes. And then, because John was in charge of the vendor alley, he was like the one right. setting it up and working with all those guys. And so I was so thirsty. So I went to like four of the vendors to ask for water, and each of them were like, We're out, I'm sorry. And finally, the last one, I was like, Don't tell me you're out of water. And he's like, Yeah, we just sold our last one. I was like, What the fuck? Like, we need water around here. And so he's like, uh, Well, we have to buy it from the organization. Like, we can't bring our own. We have to buy it from the organization and sell it at the price that they give us. And I was just staring at him and I was like, fuck that John guy. And obviously this guy didn't know who I was, right. but he knows who John was. Right. So he started laughing super hard. And I was going to explain to him, like, that's my ex-husband, fuck that guy. But I didn't. I just kept walking because oh. I needed water so right. badly. A little parched. Yeah, we ran out of water probably like four times. Really? Yeah, it was bad. I didn't even know that water was an option at the bar. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, Lord. So anyway, it's always fun. I like seeing my little night in the country family. They always come every year. Same people. It's pretty much the same people every year. So in I had that. fun. But three days was way too long. And then somebody said next year it's supposed to be a week long. And I'm like, no, I'm out. I can't do it for three days or for five days. Yeah, that's a lot. No. I had fun. I liked it. Well, and I don't know how they're going to sustain that either if they do want to do it for a week, like, unless volunteers take different days. Because people have to work, and who's going to take their vacation days to go do night in the country? No. <sighs> anyway, whose content do you want to do first now that Let's we've caught this, up? Because I'm curious. Okay. Wait, can I tell you something really quick? Yes, of course. So today, my grandma gave me a book, and she was like, read this book. I've started it like five times. I can't get into it, but it's by one of Kristen Hanna, one okay. of our favorite authors. So she's like, read it. So I started reading it. And have you ever just started reading a book that's so familiar? Like I have fucking read this book. Like I know the characters. I right. know. I even know the storyline. Like what is happening? Right. So I went and got the book that I thought it was thinking maybe it was like a sequel or whatever. It's the same exact book, same exact sentences, the back says the same thing, same author, but they're both called two different things. One is called Wild and the other one was called On Mystic Lake. Have you ever experienced, I've never like seen that, where it's the same author, two books, two different names, same fucking book. Like literally I read the last page, same as the, both the same. The first chapter, completely the same. And so I was just like skipping through and looking at page numbers and stuff, the same. Well, you've blown my gasket. Yeah, I, know. I, I have no idea. I had to like call my grandma and tell her, like, this is crazy. I've never experienced something like that. Like, Did you Google it? No, I'm gonna have to. But that was right before I left, so oh. I didn't really have time to, you know, sit there and research and stuff. Wild, like the hiking book, Wild. It was just called Wild. Yes. Is that the book you're talking about, though? No. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. Well, I mean, they have the same name, so yes. You said Wild, like the. Yes. Okay, well, 
That is that is very strange. Maybe I'll send you the picture because I have a picture of both of the backs and the front where they say different names. Maybe it's like a misprint one. Maybe it's like a million dollar book because it was misprinted or something. Yeah, and the pictures are different. Like the books are different fucking books. That's asinine. Yeah. And in the book Wild, there's like the list of all the books that she's read and on Mystic Lake is in there. Yes. But on the Mystic Lake book, Wild, wild is, is not in there. I don't have time to research that. That's wild. That isn't it. <laughs> isn't it? Okay, proceed. <clears throat> well, you're going to have to let us know how that little thing turn, pans out. Weird. I, I don't know what I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> what? I don't know what I'm going to let you know. I mean, I, I've well, I mean, any time that you look it up and figure okay. out what it is. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so all over social media right now, um, it is this, am I the asshole? So this is on Can Reddit. Can I this for you? <laughs> Not <laughs> yes, me. Yes, you are. Not me. Sophia um, needs this. <laughs> she could probably, yeah. So on Reddit... It's, am I the asshole? And you can put it on there, like, certain situations. Like, for instance, here's one. Am I the asshole for giving my ex-wife a large amount of money I won despite the anger of my girlfriend? And then people are able to vote yes or no and give their comments on if you're wait the asshole minute, or so... not. Oh, wait, his ex-wife? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, I thought it would be fun to read some of these to you. And then I'll tell you if they're easy. And you can vote on whether they're the asshole or okay. not. And we can see what the other people decided. Does it tell you, like, percentages? Like, uh, it doesn't have the percentage, but it has the, the answer if he was an asshole or if he wasn't oh. an asshole. So it says, am I the asshole for giving my ex-wife a large amount of money I won despite the anger of my girlfriend? I recently won a fuck you amount of money. I won't say exactly how much, but it's in the millions. It makes me feel funny... Even typing it enough to change the it's enough to change the life of myself and my family My ex-wife is the mother of my two kids She's an amazing woman and a good and good to the bone We divorced six years ago because I had an affair with my current partner I was in a low place in my life and I fucked up she was incredible in in incredible pain but like a fucking saint she allowed me to see our kids who mean the world to me allowed our divorce to be as pain-free as possible despite the fact that I know she was hurting she still is close with my parents. She is respectful to me, although she refuses to talk to my girlfriend. She was actually the first person I phoned after my mom and pops after I found out I won the lottery. She was pleased for me, joked that I could take the kids on a world round trip, and that was it. Nothing else. As soon as I won, I knew I wanted to gift her a significant amount. I still love her. She's the mother of my babies, and I feel like this is some small, tiny way I can show her that I'm not a complete fuck-up. She deserves to know that I care despite my mistakes. She also works a shitty job in a public library where, which pays her peanuts. She would actually be able to pursue her hobbies this way. Excuse me. What Hold does on. the library pay her? Penis? Peanuts. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, give our kids a better life between us. I haven't discussed... I haven't discussed this with my ex yet, but I have with my parents who strongly agree and my lawyer who was very surprised but on board. Long story short, when I told my girlfriend, she was livid, screaming that I'm disrespecting her, accusing me of still being in love with my ex-wife. I'm not in love with her. 
We've both grown apart, but of course I still love her for being an excellent co-parent, partner, and the mother of my kids. My girlfriend is threatening to break up with me, and I'm feeling incredibly relieved over the threats. I don't plan on changing my plans. But am I the asshole? Bye, Felicia. No, he's a saint. Are you kidding me? I am the ex-wife who wishes that John would <laughs> may win the fucking... But no, I think that that... He's very nice. She's raising his kids. He cheated on her. He left her. Yes, I think he's a very nice guy. What do you think? I felt the same way. I felt like the fact that she wasn't like, oh, you need to give me some of that money, like obviously shows that... Yeah, and... Clearly, him and his girlfriend don't have kids together, and he's not giving her all of it. Right. So, if I was the girlfriend, I would expect a lot of that money to go to the ex-wife and stuff. Honestly, to the yeah. kids. So, no. Yeah, I don't know. What was the diagnosis? He's not an asshole. I want to meet him, actually. Right? And I sound like his ex-wife. <laughs> Just a saint. Just a freaking saint. <laughs> okay, the next one. <clears throat> This one is... Oh, boy. This one's rough. Okay. Am I the asshole for inviting my 29... So, he's 29. Girlfriend, she's 28, on an expensive vacation and expecting her to pay all of her share. I make a lot more than she does. Okay. Hello. My girlfriend, myself, and my parents, and my brother and his wife all went on vacation in another country a week ago. My brother and I were the ones who did most of the planning of the itinerary, although we did ask everyone for else for input. For background, I make around 150000 as an IT consultant. My girlfriend is a teacher making 45000 My parents are pretty affluent and well, as well as my brother and sister-in-law. So everybody's got money except for this poor gal. My girlfriend knew this trip was coming up and took a second job waitressing on the weekends for several months to get ready for it. We have always split things 50-50 in the two years we have been together. There were a few times on vacation when she did not go on the outings with us, wine tasting, scuba diving, etc. She also would only eat two meals a day, simply stating that she was on a budget. My family does favor more high-end, expensive places. My parents thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day, although normally she eats three. When we got home, I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals a day. I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder. She got Two meals a day is enough food, you nimwit. <laughs> she got teary-eyed and said that three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her and neither were the outings that she chose not to go on. She went on three of the six outings. She said she was not expecting everything to cost so much and was a little overwhelmed. She also said she doesn't know if this is going to work long term if she is expected to go on vacations like that with people who make so much more than her. I feel bad that I didn't pick up on the discomfort sooner, but we agreed to split everything 50-50 and I don't know why she agreed to come if it cost if cost was an issue. He's a fucking asshole. You're a fucking dick, bro. Yeah, seriously. Like at some point your morals didn't pick up like just the fact that she didn't go. Like, wouldn't you want her to go if she's your girlfriend? Right. You don't want to go scuba diving? Of two years. Yeah, like... Like, if she... I got you, boo. She fucking waitressed on the weekends for several months to try to still pay for it. And obviously, you guys are making a ton more money than her. And you're yeah. picking these five... And she's doing a good job. It's not like she's working at McDonald's. She's a fucking teacher. Right. Like, it's not like she's just, and she's not expecting it, so you could, like, right. help out a little bit. I mean, it doesn't you can, always have to be 50-50. Right. 
Who I'm mad for her. Like, I if I was that. with somebody and they were like, oh, I'm going to skip meal. The fuck you are. Get in. We're going. Yeah. I would never leave somebody out. Ever. Uh, especially when it comes to food. I have this no. weird thing where I don't mind buying food for other people because yes. I like food. And I don't want to eat by myself. Yeah. And so if you straight tell, like, if I want to go eat and you tell me you don't have money. I got you, boo. I'll go into debt to pay yes. for your food so I don't have to eat yes. alone. Like, no, come. Yeah. Uh, he was straight up called an asshole yeah. in all forms of the word. Good. Like, what a fucking dick. Like, I understand, like, it's supposed to be 50-50, but it's not like she wasn't trying. And she did what she could afford. Yeah. Dick. Yeah, that makes me mad for her. She should break up with them. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah, and the fact that she was like, listen, you know what? This is probably not going to work out. Can you imagine the rest of your life? That's the ones where you're going to have separate bank accounts for the rest of your life. Which, if I ever get married again, 100% I'm doing a separate well, bank yeah, account. But, I'm just saying, yeah. I've been in the yeah. split and I've been in the combined and I'm never going to be in a combined bank account again. I've never not been in a combined bank account. It's so much better when you're on your own and you don't have to worry about whatever... Pe- everybody else is spending money on and I mean everybody because it was not just (laughs) let's just say that god bless John she's really lots of expensive girlfriends I'm just feeling like all of the air the dirty laundry needs to come out in this we're we're putting it in the wash today guys yep okay the next one am I the asshole for refusing to look after my roommate's kid and calling the police for child abandonment I gotta hear this one. <laughs> well, you're gonna. <laughs> okay. Landlord rented out the other room to a mom of a two-year-old daughter. Wasn't a big fan of the idea, but I have no input on who gets the room as each room is separately leased. I squashed the idea very early on that I will watch, feed, or entertain that kid in any way. She's asked a few times for me to watch her daughter just for a bit and share food that I've ordered, but I've made it clear it will not happen every time. She texted me on Saturday while I was playing a game that she had a family emergency and I needed to watch the kid overnight. No response to my text after that. Fuck that. (laughs) So I called the cops and told them the child was abandoned. After that, I left and went to a movie with my phone on silent. I'm not sure what happened after that, but she was back when I came home from the movie. She is trying to get the landlord involved now. Am I the asshole? Hold up. Did he leave the kid or she leave the kid by themselves after she called the cops? I would think that they waited until the cops came. Okay. Because if she did that, then yes. Yeah, I think, I think, so I called the cops and told them, I would assume they had to, she had to wait until the cops got there. So when I first read this, I was like, are you kidding me? Like your roommates, like, because in my mind, when you have a roommate, you you know them pretty well. Yeah. Like that's kind of fucked up. But this is just like a leasing room to room. But she also sounds like a Casey Anthony who just bailed on right. her kid. So. And how do you tell some person that has pretty much straight up been like, I'm not watching your kid, bro. It's not like happening. You need to. You need to? No, girl. You need to watch your own kid. So no, I don't think she's... Was she an asshole, though? That one didn't have a verdict yet. Oh, this one's a good one. Okay. We'll do this one and then you can do yours. Am I the asshole for giving my brother-in-law, a recovering alcoholic, a bottle of bourbon? Finish. Wait, I want to know. Just off that, yes or no? 
My brother-in-law works at a company that I own. He's a recovering alcoholic and I know so. The business is a franchised hotel which, which due to competitive pressures requires us to have a bar on the premises. It's high volume bar a twice a year or so. <clears throat> what? It's high volume bar and twice a year or so I'm sold an allocated bottle of bourbon as a gift from the distributor. Twice a year, we have an employee appreciation dinner where we award prizes, and one of the prizes is an allocated bottle. Um, so, like a raffle, whoever wins the bottle usually sells it secondary market. For this raffle, we had a bottle of Pappy Von Winkles. Never heard of it. Those not familiar, Pappy's is the most difficult to find bourbon and sells on the secondary market for about $3,000 a bottle. He only had to pay $200. The employees were very excited about the raffle because there was also a 75-inch TV. Not gonna lie, I wanted to keep it for myself. My brother-in-law, who does not work in the bar, wins the bottle of Pappy's. In private, I ask if he's going to sell it and not drink it. He says they need the money and he's for sure going to sell it. The fact is important. I recommended to him that he ask the person who won the TV if they wanted to trade prizes. He said no. This was a Friday. Monday, he misses work. No one can get a hold of him. I call my sister, his wife, no answer. Later that day, my sister-in-law calls me up. Brother-in-law is in jail on a DUI. From what I can piece together, he fell off the wagon, drank the entire bottle of Pappy's after he got home, got into an argument with the wife, then did a liquor store run later that Friday evening and then was arrested. At first, she's begging me not to fire him and said they didn't want to tell me. But then I told her how he won the raffle and gave him the bottle that was alleged he was allegedly going to sell. Sister hears this and flips out. She now blames me for their predicament. I tell her that I had no choice because he won the raffle, which was held in front of an on-duty staff. She says I should just give him the cash. Uh, no, I paid $200 for the bottle. He could sell it for $3,000. I'm not giving him $3,000. She says, I knew he was an alcoholic and I could have just said no and pulled the raffle, or I could have rigged it so he didn't win. My reason is that he walks by the bar several times a day, every day, without a problem. So I had no reason to doubt him when he assured me that he could control himself. Also, it's not exactly easy to hire right now in our industry, so I can't just pull the rug on something the staff are looking forward to. We do this regularly and I don't know, I didn't know he was going to win. I don't do my raffle, the rent managers do. I'm being blamed. <clears throat> and she wants me to pay for the cost of the DUI. I'm still debating on that one. I do feel it's somewhat my fault. Um, am I the asshole for giving my brother-in-law a recovering alcoholic the bottle of bourbon under the above circumstances? No, not at all. It is his brother-in-law's choice what he did with that alcohol. Right. There are alcoholics all over the place whose families still drink. Right. They still go to gatherings with alcohol. Like, they are in charge of their own actions. Right. And if he's a recovering alcoholic, clearly he's doing some court course like some kind right. of AA right like he should he should have the mental capabilities steps whatever well and like he said they have a really thriving bar in that establishment that is packed all the time plus and he walks by it all the time and never has a relapse and that's a 3,000 bottle like dollar bottle of yeah, bourbon I, most people wouldn't even drink that no like, it's his choice to yeah. that. I don't think he's an asshole, and I would not be paying his DUI charges no. because he also didn't give him the keys and be like, here, drink this, and then drive your here. car. Yeah. No, he's not an asshole. His sister's a fucking asshole for blaming it on him. But 
I could. She's probably trying to blame it on anything other right. than. That's and then I think um, I went further down in the comments and it did say that the sister apologized and is taking, you know what I mean? But like probably in the heat of the moment. So, yeah. I mean, if I was in her shoes, I would be frustrated as hell. I probably would be mad that like you knew he's an alcoholic. Why'd you give that to him? Right. But this one, I'm not going to continue to read because it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This one says, am I an asshole for going too far with my punishment? So the 13 year old daughter... So apparently this family is like a, um, a family of pranksters. 13-year-old daughter decides to play a prank on the brother who's 17. Um, in the middle of the night while he's sleeping, she gets the clippers out and buzzes his hair. Apparently the brother has had like issues with his hair. Like it doesn't come in right. It's finally like the length he wants it. He's finally feeling really confident about himself. Apparently he has like um, emotional issues. Like doesn't yeah. think he's good looking. What is that called? Anyway, low self -esteem. yeah, low self-esteem, but he's finally starting to like get into she himself and she fucking so buzzed mad. one side of his hair. So he gets up, goes in the bathroom to look at it and she fucking buzzes the back of his hair. So now he's not only got a buzz in the front, he's got a buzz in the back. So the mom pretty much, and apparently the girl is just she like, her hair. no, I would have. Yeah. Apparently the girl is just laughing hysterically. The, the kid is crying like obviously upset and the mom's like we play jokes all the time but like it's jokes like hey you're five minutes late for or you're late for school and then five minutes later you're not really late you're fine yeah like stupid dumb pranks that don't like hurt anybody and she said you know i thought that we had like instilled that kind of stuff into our kids but our daughter just kind of took it way too far and she doesn't care she wasn't apologetic for it She's so a she, little sociopath in the so making. she like grounded her for a year and then she took all away all of her social media. She can't have any TikTok, like nothing, everything. All she can have is like her laptop to do homework with. And they took everything off of her laptop except for what she can use. And so I guess the sister of the mom is really close to that niece and was like, "You've gone way too far. You've gone way too far over." Oh, she said she was grounded for a year or until the son's hair grew back to the length that he wanted it. And so the sister's like, that's too far. She was just kidding. It's a funny prank, blah, 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 blah. And so the mom's wanting to know, is she being too harsh? First of all, jokes and just kidding don't involve permanent, like, things that people have to deal with every day. So I, I think that that little kid's a fucking asshole. I think I would have shaved her head. Yeah. I, I would have done... To her, what You she think it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. One side of your hair is going to be missing. God, I would have such a hard time. Like, I want to say that I would shave my daughter's hair, but I don't think that I could. Oh, I could. Just because for a girl, it would be so much worse than... Well, and that's guy. what she said. That's what the daughter said, too. Like, he's a boy. It's fine. But, like, obviously... And then the mom is saying, like, it's his senior year. He's had a really hard time through high school, and he was actually kind of looking forward to this high school year. Like, and he was... She, and she fucked, fucked it, it up. up. That's so messed up. Yeah, I would be so mad. I don't think, I think her punishment is really lenient, honestly, to just like take away her social media. Yeah. And be grounded for a year. Which, what does that even mean? And she probably won't be grounded no. for a year because nobody holds strong for that long. No. No, because then you have to be with them all the time. That's and grounding yourself. what's even worse is the sister giving her opinion. I hate when people do that. It's like, it's not even your child. Oh, you don't want me to give you my opinion? On if your I child? asked for your opinion, yes. But most I still wouldn't, though. It's none of my business. 
Most like, of the time you're very supportive though of like the things that I tell you. Yeah. You might laugh your ass off at me and you probably talk shit when I leave, but. No, I don't. No, but it's none of my business either. Those aren't my kids. Like yeah. everybody has their own parenting style. I yell at my kids like wild banshees all the fucking time. Yeah. And I would have shaved my daughter's head. With the circumstances of that boy and what he's been through yeah. and like COVID, cause she had talked about COVID and how he took it really hard. And the daughter was fine apparently. And like, he was really excited to go back to school and he was finally feeling confident about himself and he was just really in a good place. And boys, we tend to think that they're like stronger when it comes to and physical appearance no. and stuff, but they're really not. No. They have just as many problems as girls yeah. do. They're just not as vocal about right. it. It's not as in your face. Right. I definitely yeah, would have be... shaved like this side of her head and only like this far though. My daughter keeps asking if she can shave her head. Jaden? Yes. She wants her head shaved. Like she really wants her Let head shaved. Let her do shaved. it. Fuck no, I cannot. I can't. I, I can't. I really, I, mm -mm. I don't know why. It's one of those things. Well, like maybe I let her can't. shave like the underneath or something. I can't do that either. Why? I don't know. I don't like it. Like I see girls with it and I think they're hella cute. Like Ella, the bottom right. of, and I love it on her. It's super cute. But well, that's because Ella has real thick hair. Uh -huh. She's just like season. They have to. But Jay doesn't have that thick of hair. Oh, it yeah. looks thick, but it's not. Yeah. It's thinly thick. You know what I mean? Like looks thick. Fion, Fion thick. Yeah. We we don't let Peyton cut her hair either. Peyton gets a trim like once a year, and a See, trim, and it's like. And a I don't trim. mind that. Like I've cut Jay's hair before. One time I put it in a ponytail, and she asked if I would cut it, so I literally just cut it all off right by myself, like shorter than it is now. But and it's just Jay's hair because it's straight, and so to me you can do it. But I refuse to do anything with out of your trends, especially uh -huh. trends. Yeah. Because if you cut. Off it just shrinks hair. up. Yeah. It's like she's gonna have a fro. Yeah. And I keep trying to explain that to her because she wants it cut and Addie wants Addie did cut her hair. Yeah. And she has like the perfect kind of curl that it's like it didn't make that right. huge of a difference, but it did curl more. It's right. more curly than it used to be. I don't know. But I've always been like right before the concert, I cut like I asked my sister if she would cut my hair and she's like, What? Like, no, my ends are, like, super dead. So I just, like, grab the front and I cut, like, three inches off the bottom. And I'm like, just match this. And she's when, like, what? And I, well, now you have to because I just cut half my hair, so. When I um, go to my hairdresser, I'm like, don't, like, barely graze the bottom of my hair. Because it takes my hair forever to grow. Forever. Really? Yes. Mine feels so much healthier since I've had her do that. My ends, I can't like, do it. I'm like, don't touch my hair, Amelia. Okay. Okay, so, now your content. I have been obsessed with Dr. Death. I watched the TV show, uh -huh. and I've been listening to the podcast, and so I want to talk to you about it since you told me that... Did you look into it after the last one? No. Okay, so sure I want to talk to you about it. So... Wait, 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 before you start. Go ahead. Anyways, I've been listening to the podcast, and it really just blows my mind the way that the don't look at me like that the way <laughs> that the medical industry is like set up that was my interested face like i'm a hundred percent it had a slight smirk like you i feel like in your head you were like she's going to fucking stutter so much as she reads all those no papers. i was thinking you now know what i was so obsessed with like two years ago this yes did you read all this no, but I listened to the podcast two years ago and I talked oh, about right. it like obsessively with anybody that would listen to me and then so nobody cares. It's crazy to me, like the way that he was able to get away with all this, like the way it was 
necessarily like hidden basically and so that even when he was fired from one hospital he was able to work at another one because if this hospital said what he did wrong it made them look bad it made them look bad and then he could come back and sue them yes for, for um slander yeah and the thing that the podcast i was talking about said that he could literally say like say he makes $150,000 a year or even a million dollars a year if he were to calculate all of his surgeries up, he could come back and sue mm -hmm. them for that amount of money yeah. per year yeah. because that's what he's missing out on. And he's a neurologist. Yeah. So the fact that you have a neurologist on your staff gives you more grant money. Yeah. So everybody wants a neurologist yeah. and nobody's willing to say anything bad about him. So everybody's like, come on, friend. Yeah. Come on! So Until I, that one doctor and that one doctor. I put out the Wikipedia of him because I want to talk about some of his surgeries. Okay. But so, bear with me because I just tried to highlight some important parts. Okay. Okay, so, this is important. Did we, did we like go through, like we're talking about Dr. Death, guys. Yeah, and at the end I'm going to tell you guys the, um, the TV show that you can watch and the podcast. Okay, perfect. So. Christopher Daniel Dunch, born April 3rd, 1971, is a former American neurosurgeon who has been nicknamed Dr. D or Dr. Death for gross malpractice, sorry, malpractice resulting in the maiming of several patients' spines and killing two of them while working at hospitals in Dallas-Fort Worth Metro, Metroplex. Dunch was accused of injuring 33 out of 38 patients in less than two years before his license was revoked by the Texas Medical Board. In 2017, he was convicted of maiming one of his patients and sentenced to life imprisonment. So, um, Dunch initially had ambitions of playing college football. He attended Millsaps College to play football and later earned a Division I spot at Colorado State University. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Former teammates later said that while Dunch trained hard, he lacked talent at the game. Dunch returned home to attend Memphis State University, now the University of Memphis, which is the same thing, but whatever. <laughs> so having exhausted his football eligibility, Dunch decided to switch to a career in medicine. In 2010, he completed the MD, PhD, and neurosurgery residency programs at the University of Texas Health Science Center, and subsequently completed a spine fellowship program there as well. So he completed his residency having participated in fewer than a hundred surgeries. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And most freaking neurologists have to do like. So typically neurosurgery residents participate in over a thousand surgeries during That's residency. what I'm saying. Yeah, like and how the, the podcast fuck? that I listened to, she was like, what if she was talking to a neurosurgeon, right. like a uh, well ordained, is that the word? Somebody sure. He'd been in the right. game for a lot of years. Right. And so she said, if I told you that Dunch had participated in less than They wouldn't have even let him in the OR. What would you say to that? And he said, I would say that that's inaccurate because even if you were to tell me he participated in a thousand, I would still tell you that's a low number. Yeah. Yeah. They want like 3,500 surgeries yeah. under their belt before they're even close to being on their own. Yep. So he was suspected of being under the influence of cocaine while operating during his fourth year of residency, upon which he was sent to an impaired physician's program, which blows my mind that they even have that. Like, here, just go to this program and come back and yeah. fucking yeah. do some brain surgery. Yeah. Before being allowed to return to his residency program. Um, so this was even before he was on his own. Yes. This was while he was in residency. Like, there's not a 90-day fiance type shit like hey 
you're doing coke while you're in the OR with a resident? Like, no, we're not. Nope. So Meredith Grey wouldn't have been able to get away with that shit. Yeah, no. So he did more of like the research. He was on the research side of it. He was trying mm-hmm. to like do genetic, right? Basically, stuff with right. the spine, and that's and he was super smart right. and he was a good talker, like Hitler. And so a lot of people liked him, and he came across super intelligent, mm-hmm. like somebody who knew what the fuck he was. Well, talking he's about. very intelligent. Yes. that's the problem. But in a weird way. Hold on. And so, anyways, that's what he focused more on. But he wound up over five hundred thousand in debt. So he t- he. That's when he decided to turn to neurosurgery right. because they make a lot of money. Right. And so, um, which is an extremely lucrative field. In two thousand ten, Dunch moved to Young with Young, that's his girlfriend, to Dallas, Texas. Upon applying for work, he looked extremely qualified on paper. He had spent a total of 15 years in training, medical school, residency, and fellowship. His curriculum vitae was 12 single-space pages. Dunch also claimed to have graduated magna cum laude from St. Jude Children Research Hospital with a doctorate in microbiology, a program that the hospital did not even offer. Right. So time. nobody's looking at his freaking. So he fucking. Why do they make us paper. do resumes? Is what I want to know. Yeah, he looks good on paper. Right. And so, he joined Baylor Regional Medical Center at Plano, Plano. Yeah. Um, as a minimally invasive spine surgeon with a salary of six hundred thousand per year plus bonuses. So early at Baylor. Baylor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He made some poor impressions with his fellow surgeons. Veteran vascular surgery surgeon Randall Kin Kirby. He's in the, um, mm-hmm. the show a lot. Yeah. Like he was one of the guys who worked his ass off to try right. and get this guy off the market, right. per se. So he recalled that Dunch's skills in the operating room left much to be desired. He said he could not even wield a scalpel. So a couple of his patients that he severely maimed at Baylor were the first one was Kenneth Fennel. Isn't Fennel a drug? Fentanyl is a drug. The first patient Dunch operated on at Baylor was left with chronic pain after Dunch operated on the wrong part of his back. Due to the debilitating pain, Fennel later had a second operation by Dunch to relieve it and was left paralyzed from the legs down. After Dunch removed part of his femoral nerve, Fennel required months of rehabilitation to be able to walk with a cane. He was left unable to walk for more than 30 feet or stand for more than a few minutes without having to sit down again. No, is that his roommate? No. Oh, okay. Lee Passmore, a Collin County medical investigator, experienced chronic pain and limited mobility after Dunch cut a ligament which was not normally touched during that particular procedure. Misplaced hardware in his spine, placed a screw which kept the hardware in place in an incorrect location in his spine and also stripped the screw's thread so it could not be removed. Vascular surgeon Mark Coyle, who assisted with the arch operation, became so disrupted, disturbed sorry, by Dench's actions that at one point he had to be physically restrained. So did you see the x-ray of that? They have the x-ray where it shows like the screw being put into something, but it never touches anything else. It's just in, there's like three of them. I think that's the woman because he did this in a lot of them, but in a woman, it was literally not even in bone. The screw was like in a muscle. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Um, so Barry 
Mongoloff, the owner of a pool service company, was left with bone fragments in his spinal canal after Dunch tried to pull a damaged disc out of his back with a grabbing tool. Mongoloff eventually lost most of the function on his left side and required a wheelchair. Jerry Summers, I wish I would have printed off more, I can tell you more about this guy, but they were high school buddies. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop you here and then okay. we'll save this. So this Jerry Summers, um, he was a longtime friend of Dunch's. They were high school friends. Mm -hmm. Then he moved away to college. Then he came back, and they got in contact again. And they became like people who hung out daily. Right. Like when he moved to Texas, he took him with him. Like they were that close. Didn't he like hire him yes. as his? Once he got that that position, he hired him as like his assistant or something. It was an assistant and like marketing. Personal, yeah. Like he marketed him basically. Right. He was his right hand man. And I mean like him and his girlfriend and right. Dunch and his girlfriend mm -hmm. were like, I, they were good friends. Right. And so he only, I mean he was his friend so he sounded super smart. He thought he was super qualified. He didn't even realize that he didn't have that much training and he had gotten into a car accident years before and had issues with his neck. And so um, he finally asked him like, do the surgery on me. And this is after he had maimed all these people. He knew he wasn't qualified, like, but he's such a sociopath that all of these issues that these people had, he just thought like blames it on other people even though deep down right. he had to have known he fucked up like anyway so he does his surgery um he came to have two neck vertebrae fused during the operation dunch removed large amounts of muscle tissue rendering summers a quadriplegic summers later claimed that he and dunch had used cocaine the night before his surgery despite passing a drug test Dunch was asked by Baylor officials after Summer's operation to limit himself to minor surgeries. Summer remained a quadriplegic for the rest of his life, but he died of an infection related to compli complications from the botched operation in 2021. I'm sorry, but the fact that Baylor was like, you know, you just made this guy a quadriplegic. You have a couple other little minor mishaps. Let's just put you in minor surgeries instead of the big ones. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. We still want you on our payroll because we need a neurosurgeon. And it's all going to be fine. Yeah. What the fuck? Right? And so Jerry woke up unable to fucking do anything. Right. Unable to move. He could barely talk. And Dunch was nowhere to be found. Right. So he starts screaming about how they did cocaine the uh -huh. night before, which later he comes to say was a lie. They've have they've done cocaine many times before, but the night before they apparently didn't. He was saying that because Jer er, Dunch was nowhere to be found. He never came and saw him. He never did anything. Checked on him, no nothing. Yeah, and so he finally did come after he had told everybody and he needed to be drug tested. So Dunch came in there and fucking told him that he ruined his life and his career. Didn't apologize for the surgery. Nothing. Well, and then I think in the podcast, or maybe it was the documentary I watched, I think he had said the night before they were they were up all night too yeah. not just like not the cocaine but they were like just up all night talking about the surgery and like so he got no sleep either not that that would have fucking mattered this guy's a tool shed and he actually went back in 
without Jerry's permission, he got the permission from his grandma or something to like sign up on it and went back in to relieve whatever, right. like the bleeding and like made it worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, so during his next surgery, Dunch severed a major artery in a patient Kelly Martin's spine due to a minor back operation. Dunch continued operating despite clear signs and the warning of a trauma surgeon colleague that Martin was losing massive amounts of blood. Martin ultimately bled to death. So the Baylor officials found that Dunch failed to meet their standards of care. He re resigned rather than facing certain termination. Had Dunch been fired, Baylor would have been required to report him to the National Practitioner Data Bank, which is intended to flag, flag problematic doctors. So because he resigned, they couldn't do anything about it. And you could look up his records and it shows nothing. Right because he, he decided to resign. Yeah. And if they were to say something... Yeah. So if the hospital says something, he could sue the hospital. Also, if another doctor says something, he could sue that other doctor. And that other doctor could end up losing their license. And that's a thing, too. So these people in these surgeries that were with him, like the anesthesiologist, the little aides right. and stuff, they all... they participate in thousands of surgeries they know when right. things are going bad and they know when things are right these people said that like even the doctors like that one who had to be physically like they said if they were to tell him like you need to move a little bit to the left he would go to the right right like everything he did was off like he didn't do the procedure he used if one of the procedures would have used a small scalpel he would have like taken something right. completely different to do it and so, like, they all saw this, but because the surgeon is the top dog in the room, you can't really question them. No. Like, there's a mm -hmm. hierarchy. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, to me, blows my mind because, in a way, all the people in those, that room are responsible. They should be held responsible, I think. I think if so, too. If it was too. my fucking family and they're being maimed, right. I would want everybody held responsible. Right. So, anyways... He moved to Dallas Medical Center after that, where he was granted temporary privileges until the hospital officials could attain his records from Baylor. However, red flags surfaced early on as nurses wondered if Dunch was under the influence while on duty. He lasted for last, less than a week before administrators pulled his privileges after the death of a patient, Floella Brown, and the maiming of another, Mary Eford. So, Mary Eford is the one that he got into big trouble for why he they were finally able to press charges anyways he'd severed brown's vertebral artery is that hard? vertebra is that how you say that doesn't sound right that's okay keep going and then packed it with too much of a substance intended to stop the bleeding she suffered a stroke as a result dunch did not respond to the messages from the hospital for a few hours then the next day postponed caring for brown to perform an elective surgery on Eford. Hospital officials were exasperated while Dunch was in Eford's surgery and asked him multiple times to care for Brown or transfer her out of his care. Dunch suggested drilling a hole in Brown's head to relieve the pressure but was refused permission as he was not qualified for and held no privileges to perform brain surgery and the hospital did not even have the proper equipment or personnel for such an operation. Brown was in a coma for hours before Dunch finally acquiesced to her transfer and she ultimately died so he was screaming at them get her prepped for right brain surgery and they were like we don't do that they, they don't do that in that hospital at all right and he did not give a fuck he just kept saying prep her now like, like 
Bro, this is a Band-Aid station. Yeah. We're not a big hospital. You fucked up at that one. Yeah. Now you're here, and we don't do that here. Yep. So while operating on Eford, Dench severed one of her new nerve roots during spinal fusion surgery while operating on the wrong portion of her back. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even where he should have been. Right. Twisted a screw into another nerve. This is the x-ray yeah. I think you saw. Oh man, that x-ray is Left rough. screw holes on the opposite side of her yep. spine and left surgical hardware in her soft muscle <sighs> tissue so loose that it moved when touched. Eford was left paralyzed. She later recalled waking up feeling excruciating pain, a 10 plus on the scale of 1 to 10. Several people who were in the operating room for her surgery suspected that Dunch might have been intoxicated, recalling that his pupils were dilated. Longtime spine surgeon Robert Henderson performed the salvage surgery on her and likened Dunchen's work on her to a child playing with tinker toys or an erector set. Henderson later recalled that if he wondered if Dunch was an imposter, as he could not believe that a real surgeon would botch a surgery so badly. He felt that anyone with a basic knowledge of human anatomy would know that he was operating in the wrong area of her back. Right. Henderson sent Dutch's picture to the University of Tennessee to determine whether he had actually graduated from the institution and received confirmation that he, in fact, had a medical degree from the university. Despite both of his surgeries at Dallas Medical Center going catastrophically awry, hospital officials were not required to report him. At the time, hospitals were not required to report doctors who only had temporary privileges. So bad that you're wondering if this dude's even a surgeon to begin with. Right. And you can't report him. So, after leaving Dallas Medical Center, he received a job at an outpatient clinic named Legacy Surgery in Frisco. While he was there, he damaged patient Philip Mayfield's spine cord while drilling into it, leaving him temporarily paralyzed from the neck down. After undergoing physical rehabilitation, Mayfield was able to walk with a cane, but continued to experience paralysis on the right side of his body and his left arm. He also experienced shooting pain all over his body. In February 2021, he died of COVID-19. According to his wife, he had been vulnerable to the virus due to the underlying issues caused by his surgeries. While operating on Jacqueline Troy, Dunch cut all but one of her vocal cords with one of her arteries and poked holes through her trachea. Troy was left barely able to speak above a whisper. And was is that the one that he almost like almost decapitated? Is that her? I think so. It'll say. But yeah. I mean, he practically all but fucking yeah. So, she had to be sedated for weeks. She had to be fed through a feeding tube um, because some food was getting into her lungs. So when he applied for a job at the Methodist Hospital in Dallas, the hospital reported him to NPDB, which is what we were talking about earlier. Okay. <laughs> the database the medical, that they yeah. can go in for. So soon afterward, he severely maimed Jeff Gidwall after mistaking part of his neck muscle for a tumor during the routine cervical fusion. Yeah, so he thought that the muscle was a tumor and cut it out. Severing one of his vocal cords, cutting a hole into his esophagus, and slicing an artery, leaving a surgical sponge embedded into his throat. So, Randall Kirby, that same doctor I was telling you about at the beginning, he was rushed in to repair the damage and later described what he found after opening Gidwell back up as the work of a crazed maniac and later said that it was clear Dench was trying to kill him. He was left with only one vocal cord and was partially paralyzed on his left side. Um, it said that it looked like he was trying to decapitate him. This is the one. 
where his yeah. head was literally attached by one cord. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirby wrote a detailed complaint to the Texas Medical Board calling Dunch a sociopath who was a clear and present danger to the citizens of Texas. So the Texas Medical Board suspended Dunch's license on June 26, 2013. Complications in... Oh. So they didn't... The Medical Board didn't really necessarily do anything about it because they said complications in neurosurgery are more common than most most laymen believe and it took until June 2013 to find the pattern of patient injury required to justify suspending his license well yeah because if they're not reporting these injuries that he did yeah they I mean they would probably have to go back through his whole medical history and see and exactly everything. yeah yep so, they called in a veteran neurosurgeon, Martin Lazar, to review the case. Lazar was scathingly critical of Dench's work. For instance, he upbraided him for missing the signs that Martin was bleeding out, saying, you can't not know that and be a neurosurgeon. So, it talked about that in the podcast because as she's bleeding out, her blood pressure would have plummeted. Right. And that when the blood pressure plummets like that, you know, like there's a bleed. And right. most doctors stop what they're doing and take care of that right. before they do anything else. Like if you've watched one goddamn episode of Grey's Anatomy, yeah. you know what it sounds like yeah. when the freaking blood pressure drops. Yeah. So Dunch moved to Denver, Colorado and went into a downward spiral. He declared bankruptcy after listing depths of over... One million dollars. He was arrested for a DUI in Denver and taken to a psychiatric, psychiatric, <laughs> psychiatric <laughs> evaluation in Dallas during one of his visits to see his children, and was arrested in Dallas for shoplifting. So in 2014, three former patients, the Mary Eford, Kenneth Fennell, and Lee Passmore, filed separate federal lawsuits against Baylor, alleging that the hospital allowed Dunch to mm -hmm. perform surgeries despite knowing that he was a dangerous physician. Um, I feel like I would have sued every hospital that he ever worked for because every one of them just passed the buck. To this day, they're all still in civil suits with these people. Good. They should be. Yeah. There's no reason those people, like the one lady had an elective surgery. She didn't need it. She just was getting it because she was in a little bit of pain. She ended up being paralyzed. The fuck? Yeah. So Henderson, the other doctor that I, who repaired one of the surgeries mm -hmm. and Kirby got together right. with um, a law person to try and fight it. What are you called? Attorney. Ah, oh, fuck. A law person. A law person. That was one people. <laughs> Anyways, so they feared that Dunch could move elsewhere and still theoretically get a medical license. Convinced that he was a clear and present danger to the public, they urged the Dallas County District Attorney's Office to pursue criminal charges. The inquiry went nowhere until 2015 when the statute of limitations on any potential charges was due to run out. After interviewing dozens of his patients and their survivors, pros prosecutors concluded that Dunch's actions were indeed criminal. So, um, statue of limitations, my ass. That's nuts. So in July 2015, approximately a year and a half after his license was revoked, Dunch was arrested in Dallas and charged with six felony counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, five counts of aggravated assault causing seriously bodily injury, and one count of injury, injury to an elderly person, which was that Mary Eford. Mm -hmm. 
The indictments were made four months before the statute of limitations were to run out. The last charge was for the maiming and paralyzing of Eford. Prosecutors put a high priority on that charge as it provided the wildest sentencing range. Widest, not wildest. With Dunch facing up to life in prison if convicted, prosecutors sought his sentence long enough to ensure that he would never be able to practice medicine again. Oh, so then his attorneys turned it all around and blamed his training because clearly he didn't have enough. So the fact that, and he knew, like he skidded through because he was so smart, because he was part of the research, research team. He was one of their top money makers. They were they were putting his name on billboards because right. he was had like the new way for surgery and right. all this stuff. So they used him basically mm -hmm. and skidded him through. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they signed off on yeah. his ship. So even though that was his fault also because he knew it was happening, they turned around and blamed his actions on the hospital. Right. Which was the, it was but like trying to take it right. off of his shoulders too. Anyways, so. All four hospitals that employed him have ongoing civil cases. He was convicted that for, with a life sentence. He is, where does it say? So the conviction of Dunch was one of the first instances where a doctor was in prison for malpractice and has been called a precedent-setting case. The office of the district attorney prosecuting the case called it a, a historic case with respect to prosecuting a doctor who had done wrong during surgery. Um, they said that the only way that this can happen is if the entire system fails their patients. So with the conditions that are still in place, it's only a matter of time before it's something else happens. Be possible yeah. for another doctor like that to come along. So he is in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice housed in the OB Ellis unit outside of Huntsville. He's not eligible for parole in 2000. Until 2045, and he'll be 74 years old. I just... How do you go into an operating room and see somebody laying there and just slice them open and think, well, we're going to slice and dice them? Yeah. I, would, I mean, I understand that he has a little bit of knowledge with, you know, anatomy and stuff, but like... How can you, like, that is one job you can't fake till you make it. Yeah. So you'll have to go, okay, so there is an, a six-episode podcast mm -hmm. series named Dr. Death, which right. focuses on him, the Wondery Media put it, and then there's a doc De Dr. Death, a miniseries based on the podcast on Peacock, which is what I just watched, and Joshua Jackson... My love. Was he the Dr. Death? Yeah. Oh, I bet he, he was plays, so good, too, he does, wasn't he? Does he does really good. And Alec Baldwin was Robert Henderson, and Christian Slater was Randall Kirby, the two oh. doctors. Yes, it was really good. And so Alec Baldwin, they at the end, they had him, like the prosecuting attorneys and uh -huh. stuff, they were cross-examining him, and he basically was telling his lady, like, I have to answer those questions that they asked me about his training, and I, I'm going to have to be honest, like, he didn't have enough training, which was kind of taking him off of, like... Right, the burner a little yeah. bit. And so she basically told him, like, answer honest. Right. She said, if 
if they cannot convict him off of all the things that we found, then he doesn't deserve to be convicted. Right. Like, answer as honest as you can. So he did. But at the end, he asked if he could give a statement. And so he um, listed there, is it the Hippocratic Oath? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And so he read or like cited the entire thing and, and literally said like, he may have not had the proper training. But he also knew he didn't have the proper training. And his moral yeah. compass should have said, I can't do this. And so he listed like each part of the oath and he would like he would say it and then he would say like exactly how he went against right. it. And he said like if I even had one surgery outcome as bad as his, I would have put the scalpel down. Right. And I would have never returned to surgery. Like right. most doctors who have surgeries that get that botched. Right. Or even surgeries that they did nothing wrong and they end up losing a patient. Some can't recover from that. And not only did he not quit, but he never took... Blame. Yeah. Or ownership of it. But in... I don't know if this is like real or if it's just part of like the drama of the movie. But as they were talking about all these surgeries, like you can literally see on Joshua's face, like the realization, like, holy fuck, I fucked up. And I, in the podcast, it said the same thing. Like in, even in here, it says that it wasn't until he was sitting there listening to everything that they said he did, that he was starting in his own head to be like, holy fuck. Like I really did botch all of these. But how do you not know how and do you were talking not know? about him like in his college football days? Some of his players, like his teammates, were being interviewed and one guy was like, he just didn't get it. He didn't understand the sport. He was the like the hardest worker on the entire team and he it was like rocky status. He said like right. he conditioned, he trained daily. He would stay after practice and practice for two and a half more hours. He would like go by play, play by play, right. and he would tell but coach like coach let's run this play again he'd get it wrong every fucking time but he'd get mad like no run it again I can do this they'd tell him to like break right and he would go left like something I in his brain if, was like, fucked I would love if he dies I would love to see his brain and see if he's got like what's that um Alex Mendez or whatever the football player that had all those concussions oh, yeah. and then ended up mm-hmm. killing I wonder if he's got like one of those brains where it's all fuckered up concussions yeah concussed because they even like his surgery is like he's trying to break a bone and he's cutting into muscle and like everybody who was talking said that there's no just the feeling of that is totally different like somebody who's on their first surgery should know the The difference difference between between cutting cartilage and cutting well i also feel like yeah and that, like I said, they would tell him to go a little bit to the right and he'd go the opposite direction. Like his wires were fucking crossed. Right. And so the whole, I'm still wondering if he fucking intentionally did that or like, you know what I mean? Or if he really did think he wasn't doing any harm. Some people are just fucked up and like his patients really liked him. Right. Like he's very all charismatic. All of them yeah. said that he was like a great super guy, super caring. Yeah. Yeah, I still, like, I do think after all of them, especially with his friend, the fact that he hurt his best friend and never apologized right. and never even really went and saw him. Right. I do think that he's, fuck, he's a sociopath. Like, he's a straight psychopath. But the whole thing, it blows my mind. I feel like it's probably one of those God complex, too. You know what I mean? Where he wanted it to be in his hands and yeah. whatever happened, happened. So in the 
in the TV show, his dad went to him at the, um, because his dad was kind of not necessarily his biggest supporter, but financially supported him, but was always like, like one of those dads who you couldn't do anything good enough for, you know, like he want, he said he's going to go to medical school. And the first thing he said was like, you can't do that. Like, you're never going to finish it. Like the same way you didn't finish football. But so, but he still financially took care, care of him. So at the end, it shows him in the jail and his dad came to see him and his dad was telling him like, you've been different since a kid. Like when most kids were playing with toys, like he was like consistently just all day long moving the furniture around in the house. Like no matter what they did and how many times they fucking yelled at him to stop. He just kept doing it and kept doing it. At some point, didn't you think maybe he's fucked up? Like my son's not mentally hip. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what he said. And he because he was like, Dad, you have to help me. You have to help me get out of here. Like, let's file a motion. Like, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I don't have. To. I'll go back to research. I don't have to be here. And so that's when his dad was like, you know, like told him how persistent he yeah. is and stuff. And he's like, I think this is best place for you. Right. Because you're gonna come out and you're gonna find something else and nothing's gonna stop you. Can we just talk about? So, yeah, he has been convicted, but how many other people has this happened to that has Did just you, skirted under the radar? Fucking, oh, you have to watch it. You have to, it's, you just have to. The very last episode showed statistics and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's why they call besides, it practicing medicine. Besides heart disease and lung disease. Doctors are the number one killer of people? Yes. The leading cause of death is yeah. medical malpractice or injuries and that's with any that's that's considered like overdosing on pain management right. like it's anything medical right. but there is so many and that's why they had such a hard time at the beginning saying like it's even i read it to you where it said like there is going to be there's issues. a right there's a high high probability of issues for neurosurgery but any surgery really they have so many yeah. issues and so now like I don't know. I have a hard time. I, I, I won't be going in for surgery anytime soon. And I was talking to a guy today who needs neck surgery and he's trying to do everything he can to you not said, did have you ever it. heard about Dr. Death? It took everything <laughs> in my fucking power to not say anything to him about Dr. Death because for one, that's terrible. That's like telling a mom who's about to go into labor, like your worst nightmare right. is going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I just right. kept Not my mouth shut, but I was thinking like, holy shit, I just watched a movie about somebody like you, some normal fucking guy that just went in to have his neck fixed and now he's a quadriplegic. Stephanie, have you ever been in a normal conversation with somebody? No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Been in a normal conversation with somebody and then <clears throat> something has triggered you. Like, say, Dr. Death, for instance, because this has happened to me with Dr. Death, where you're just like, let me tell you, and you go on a 25-minute rant about Dr. Death, and by the end, they're like, okay. Yeah, it's crazy to me how this is consuming my life. I want to talk to everybody about it. And I watched, I only watched it because Joshua Jackson was in it, and so it was after I watched it. Because I saw on Facebook, he, he did a, um interview with one of the night guys. One of, was it Jimmy Fallon or oh. one of the funny one, Kimmel? I don't Kimmel. know. And he was talking about it, and he said, like, he wasn't really going to do it. And so they told him, like, listen to this podcast and then call us. 
And so he said, I listened to the podcast and it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the more I listened to him talk about it, like, I have to fucking watch this. And I'm glad Joshua Jackson no, was the one to make you turn. You, I remembered you telling me about it in one of our podcasts earlier, but you just like briefly talked about Well, that's because at that point, I had talked everybody's ear off and nobody was interested. And I don't, did you say Dr. Death? Yes. Did you say, I don't know. And nobody was interested and I'm like, this isn't blowing anybody else's mind. What blows my mind is how it happened in the first place. Like... And it says literally at the end of the show, and it will happen again. Yes. That's the very last yes. words. It's like... So I'm glad that you're just as obsessed as I was. So because... I watched it, and I watched a couple of the episodes multiple times, just because I didn't like fully get Grasp to like it. pay attention. Yeah. So I watched them multiple times. But now I'm listening to the podcast, and I've seen a couple more podcasts on it too. And even though I'm pretty much Dr. Deathed Out, I'm going to... Hold strong and it's very interesting. Yeah, you guys, if you want to listen to something that's a lot more fluently spoken, yeah, than a bunch of dumb idiots, yeah, and Tashina, yeah, check Uh, it out. Definitely check out Dr. Death. It's definite if you're interested in any sort of medical, even if you're not interested in a medical field, like this could literally happen to you or someone you love. Yeah, yeah, if it's I ever definitely do, worth it. or if anybody I know and love has to... My mom had neck surgery. Yeah. But, like, there is some questions well, to and ask. I feel Look like, into them. And I feel like... Don't you feel like... Okay, if you're going in for neurosurgery... Like, to me, that and cardiologists are, like, the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they have to fight for their fields. Mm-hmm. You don't just become a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Dr. Death, apparently. But that's 15 years of schooling, and he still was able to fuck it up. But it was most research, though. Most yeah, of it was but, research. But still, even for somebody who is that, 15 well, that's years that, worth yeah. of reading body anatomy. Well, and that's and what like, that guy said. Anybody that has any sort of no- basic right, knowledge of body, of body anatomy, anatomy would know what they needed to do. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like he knew. Like, if you spoke to him before the surgery, you're like, holy shit, this guy's gonna fix me. And they all said that. Like, he in depth explained what, what was, he was gonna, gonna happen do yeah. and how it was gonna happen. And then when he got in there, it's all. It's kind of like when you go take a backwards? test. Yeah. I think, like, like dyslexia. Yes. Can you be dyslexic when it comes to that kind of stuff? Can you be dyslexic when you're looking at stuff? Yes. I don't know, but I think so. Words. No, yeah, no, I think you can. I think I just cured. I should call somebody and let him know. You think you Look just heard it? Dr. Dunch. He's dyslexic. <laughs> He's dyslexic, but, you know, He's a maybe, his, maybe his left brain is right brained. You know, you left brain and right brain. Maybe there's some wires that are just. That's dyslexia, isn't it? That they're crossed? I don't fucking know. Exactly yeah, what it is. That's exactly what they said. From the second he would open them up. Everything was backwards. Everything that they told him to do, he would do. It was like a mirror image. Yeah. Like he just opened it and then forgot who the fuck he was. God. We really need his brain. I want to pen pal him. Do it. I wonder if he'd write back. (laughs) He's got nothing better to do this time. He ain't performing surgery in jail. He might be coming to get you later, though. He's probably still in there thinking he's going to change the world. He's probably still... He's probably still doing research. Yeah. In the and calling doctors and, like, telling them, look into this. That's what they said. The one thing that stuck out with him, even people who didn't know him, like, just knew of him, if they were anywhere in a surgery or in the hospital around him, he was, like, talking 
a lot about how he was going to change the medical industry, how none of you the, changed it all right. None of the spinal surgeries are being done the right way, and he was going to yeah, he was going to change everything. It, like so chauvinistic. All he talked about was himself. Well, and because of him, aren't there certain laws? Now, yeah, these. So I guess he kind of did. Kirby and the Henderson, they they're part of huge patient advocacy things that they've put into place now, where they're trying to prevent stuff like this from happening. But there's yeah. just so many loopholes yeah. and hierarchy mm-hmm. and politics. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Okay. This kind of has to do with medical stuff because I thought of it because of the medical industry and how you have like six years or so before like everything is deleted. Like, so you have to keep all these patients' charts. You have right. to keep all this stuff. And even at the care home I worked at, everything had to be kept for like five or six years right. before you can get rid of them. Right. What do you think about a world where nothing can be deleted? Like, ever. No matter who you are, no matter what, like, nothing could be deleted. I would be fine with that. I feel like it sh- needs to be. Like, people get away with everything because they just Well, because things. that's the thing. Like, they end up not being able to find their medical records the same thing with um that gal the gal the mom was like saying she had cancer and all that bullshit oh yeah i think uh and then because of yeah and because of the tornadoes or hurricanes or whatever all their records were wiped which wasn't actually what happened but she said that and they couldn't find any medical records. Like everything's digitalized now. There's no reason we shouldn't be able to keep so medical files. So even if files. it's digitalized, I still think there should be pa- there should be both. There should be paper files, just like the stupid during September 11th. Let's get all conspiracy here. Oh, I already told you don't talk about September 11th. No, but one of the buildings that went down, which was a couple blocks away, was a building that literally held all kinds of paper, like right, and it was all important. Gone government paperwork that's gone and now it's just like gone. gone to me stuff like that should never happen there should be like backups, backups of, of backups, backups of backups. backups like and even our government should not be able to delete things like anything deleted should go to a deleted database so that people who are looking for it can find just it. like with quickbooks you should never delete anything on quickbooks you should just void it because mm-hmm. then you can always find I hate it that you just brought up quickbooks and it reminded me of my payroll job i hate do you still have that one? Yes. You haven't got rid of it yet? Not yet. They never found somebody else? Oh, jeez. Well, that sucks. Anyways, that was an hour and a half long. Yeah, you guys are welcome. We were really chatty this time. It's an interesting one, though, I feel like. Yeah. If you're like me, you would be interested in knowing. Or me. And yours was fun, too. Good for us. We had some good content. Next time, we're going to have to rock, paper, scissors and do one content per podcast. Yeah, because I don't even know. Like, we're not even doing the whole short pod- podcast anymore, long pod. It's just whatever we fucking feel like. It is whatever like. it is. So many things have changed since we started. <laughs> Serious. It's all right. It's all right. Update on Brittany. Did oh, free Brittany. Line? Hashtag free Brittany. So, her new attorney. First of all, she's driving again. Wow. Yes. Her new attorney was able to get... Her next court case was... Court date was supposed to be December. They've moved it up to September. Sweet. And um, they're requiring the dad. The dad's going to have to step down. There's another guy who is going to step, step in. in. But they're, the um, judge also said that they're going to look into why Brittany's assets are so low. Like, things are really turning around for her. Good. Yep. 
Oh, that's the other thing too. They also said that if he wants to pursue fighting for the, the dad, if he wants to pursue fighting, like to continue to be it, he now has to pay for it on his own dime. He cannot use Good. to be paid. Because he's broke as a joke, no? I don't know. I don't know what his, uh. her parents do. And she fully came out on her Instagram and talked shit about her mom and her sister, who, I mean, she said her family members, but her mom and her sister are the only two who have, like, ever since the Free Britney movement, and everybody's so into it, they've came out and, like, spoke in her defense, and she was like, no. Good. You've been around for years while this was happening without saying a word, like, I don't even know. Good for her. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see. It's fun to follow. Let's see if we can free Cuba as we're freeing Britney. And America. What's happening with Cuba? Are you fucking kidding me? No. Um, so Cuba is like a socialism country right now. And the people are rioting because it was all about free health care, free food for everybody. Everybody gets equal pay. Well, now they're waiting in lines at grocery stores for two hours to get bread and water. They don't have anything, they can't be anything, and they're fighting the government right now. And the same people that are saying, hashtag Biden, are the same people that are saying, hashtag free Cuba. Yeah. It's the same shit, people. Yeah. Oh, we can't get into politics because Stephanie has way too much to say. All I'm saying is, hashtag free Britney and hashtag free Cuba. And all I'm saying is this podcast probably in the next year is going to be used as a device for us to be like, <laughs> hey, is anybody out there? Meet us at midnight. We will revolt. Because good for us. Yeah, we're gonna be we're there for you guys. Stephanie if doesn't have any guns. Revolution. And Jashina. Guys, by the way, that movie is called <laughs> Across the Universe and it's really good. And it's it's just good. So listen to it. All right, well, we've taken up enough of your guys' time. Next week, it'll be on, like, Monday or Tuesday, huh? Because I'm going to North Carolina. Yep. Ow, ow! Well, hopefully. Unless they freaking... I swear to God, oh, I will... not get stuck over there? I will kill somebody what if, if they keep... What if he doesn't get to come home? If they keep my husband from me, I will murder somebody. I think he will, too. If he can get his stomach to stop hurting him. <laughs> if he could leave the Take bathroom. The toilet. If he could leave the bathroom for more than five minutes at a time, he probably would not be very happy. Okay, let's make a TikTok. Oh, okay. Bye, guys. Bye.